Welcome back to Chop for Time. Um, my name is Thomas McClure. I'm the youth pastor here at FCC um, in Grayson um, with Pastor Ben James. I'm excited to hop back into this again. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, I look forward to this on Monday mornings yeah, now. Man. It's, it's good just, fun. Yeah, yeah, just sitting down and being able to talk to each other. How was your weekend? Did you have a good weekend? It, it was good. It was good. It was um, It was pretty busy. We had our anniversary. Uh, yeah, and I, so two we years, right? Two whole years. Two I know. Years, I know. Yeah. Um, got nothing on most people in this church, but that's okay. Two years. We're making our way there, but... Um, but yeah, no, it was good. We got away for a couple of days and got to hang out with friends back in Lexington and and uh, came back up here and had a good day yesterday. Good. Um, I was just, you know, um, I may sound a little groggier because, you know, we do this first thing in the morning and long weekends and I'm, you know, I like to sleep probably more than you do yourself. Yeah, well, and, and just for anyone <laughs> who, um, you, if you know us, you know there's a generational difference between the, barely, the two of us. Barely, you know, Just then. barely, just right there, you know, 20 some years. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm hitting the stride of my middle agedom right mm. now. So, uh, we were just discussing, yeah. you were asking me the question, you're like, do you ever, you know, just set and hit snooze on your alarm clock and in your mind, you come up with these yeah, reasons these and weird, justifications like as to morning, why you can hit that. Yeah. This morning I was hitting it every time thinking that it was a, uh, like a, you know, there was like cold calls. <laughs> they weren't it was my alarm well and, like, and hanging up. in your defense it is very wet it's raining there's a little bit of thunder going on right now it's That's perfect true. sleeping weather oh, it is. Uh, and when you ask me that if i'd ever done that i basically my response was i used to uh-huh. yeah i used to do that because i honestly cannot remember the last time that i actually slept until my alarm clock went off that is, right. that's what I'm finding myself in. That's the stage of life that I am currently in is uh, this morning. It was just a few minutes before 5.30 and I just yeah. was up. So yeah, that, when I was in Lexington, I used to have to get up at like 5.30 to go to work. And, uh, you know, that was, that was normal and my, I was fine with that. But, and I used to be perfectly fine with like six hours of sleep. That was like great for me. And then now I, when I moved to Grayson, all of a sudden I'm like sleeping eight or nine hours a night, yeah. which is more than I normally would. And it sometimes more. Well, let's, that, let's maybe just, it's just Grayson. Just take a real look at it. I mean, you do have to deal with me on an almost <laughs> daily basis. So I can be exhausting. Not I at all. Be Not exhausting. at all. Not at all. Um, but yeah, good Sunday. Do you have a good Sunday? I, I did. I good. did. We, um, my daughter, you know, mm-hmm. who is uh, in uh, at her college campus, they're back in class now for mm-hmm. the time being. We'll see how long that yeah. lasts. But uh, she's about five hours away, uh-huh. and on Thursday, uh, she had a pretty significant issue arise with her car. Mm-hmm. So in four days, we have made three trips down Ooh. and back, uh, trying to fix that, get the car back up here. So yesterday was a, a, a little yeah. bit of another journey uh, after... Uh, Sunday service, but hey, you know, and, and everybody's been telling me, oh, sorry, because the day that it happened, it happened on my birthday, yeah, and yeah. I, that was the first trip down there, and everybody was like, you know, sorry, it happened on your birthday, yeah. and I'm like, listen, I got, I got to spend seven hours with my daughter, yeah, you know, just just yeah. she and I, yeah, on my birthday, and it was. Yeah, it wasn't how I would have drawn it up. If, uh-huh. You know, I was drawing a play up for how my birthday was going to go. But man, I got you know, yeah, that's just silver linings. It, it's it's right? a great time. You yeah, know, it was a it yeah. was a great time. We drove home, had the music cranking, and just about uh-huh. every possible genre you could think of of music in five hours, and we were just right. singing, dancing. Just it was fun. And yeah, it was the good. the idea of driving ten hours. I mean, 
you know, back home, you can get the whole area in the country about five times <laughs> in 10 hours. You'd never drive for 10 hours. But I suppose it's kind of normal here. Yeah. But yeah, it was Pretty a really, really good Sunday. I thought that um, worship service yesterday morning, our family time, mm-hmm. um, was was really, really good. Yeah. No, it, it, was, a, it was a great morning. And um, Kennedy did, did great in the team. And it was nice to see Leslie up there. I haven't seen Leslie singing before, so yeah. that, was, that was great. And she did an amazing job. And the passage, or the, uh, the recap of the Psalms was... Uh, great it was really good to go over all of that and tie it in with uh, the book of colossians colossians isn't one i've spent a huge amount of time in it's oh, one of those it's, colossians may be my i say this about every book in yeah. the bible with the <laughs> with the exception of a few but colossians may be my favorite book mm. of the bible just uh, man it's just so rich mm-hmm. and it's it's about christ yeah you know his sufficiency mm-hmm. and his supremacy that's mm. it yeah and it's just beautiful well, yeah, why don't you give us a bit of a, like a recap of what happened with on Sunday morning when we were going over um, the, the whole book of Psalms, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, we, you know, we, we wrapped it up, and again, we spent the summer in the Psalms, and by no means did we exhaust the Psalms yeah, yeah. in three months. But we, you know, we spent 13 weeks there, and then last, you know, yesterday, we wrapped it up and kind of did an overview, mm-hmm. and we gave um, each chapter that we did, which we've themed with one word, Mm-hmm. And we kind of gave a recap on that. And then we also, I pointed out some of the um, real key glimpses that we've seen over this summer mm-hmm. of where, because Psalms points us to Jesus. Mm-hmm. I mean, it deals with our emotions. It deals with our situations. It shows us all of these real life examples yeah. and just how real yeah. and raw and Roller coastery yeah. uh, to get three R's in there, um, <laughs> that this life really can be, mm-hmm. but it does so through the lens of pointing us to Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, and we looked at how it shows us that he is the son of God, that he's the resurrected savior, that he was uh, the one that was despised and was going to be crucified, that he was hated without cause, that he was the Lord sitting at God's right hand and that he's uh, in the line of Melchizedek and he is the rejected cornerstone. And, and honestly, we could go on and on with that. But heading into this overview and kind of shifting gears into the next study that we're going to be doing, mm-hmm. I felt like it just fit the overarching theme of the book of Psalms to just look strictly at Jesus Mm -hmm. and how Psalms truly points us at his supremacy, his sufficiency, our lacking, Mm -hmm. and what better of a New Testament parallel than to draw from a book that is all about about, the the sufficiency and the supremacy of Christ. So we looked at uh, Jesus plus nothing. And that took us to Colossians chapter 2, and we read the last section of that, basically chapters or chapter 2, verses 11 through 23, which 11 through 14, 11 through 15 kind of set up, hey, here's what Christ has done. Mm-hmm. You know, here's, he's made this available to you. Mm-hmm. He's brought you in, he's grafted you in by his sacrifice, by his cross, and he's defeated this, and he's, you know, empowering you to do this. And then... Paul, as he's writing to the church at Colossae, is, begins to break down kind of three concepts that the believers at the church in Colossae were facing. They were facing external pressures mm-hmm. to add to Jesus. Mm-hmm. And we looked at that from um, you know verses 16 and 17 talk about uh, Jesus plus religion. 
mm-hmm. when they were talking about they're judging you by the food you eat, by the what you drink, by what day you practice the Sabbath on. And it made this statement in there that the law, the Mosaic law, which is what they were establishing these plus Jesus's things here, Paul says those were just a foreshadowing. You know, they were it was a shadow mm. of the coming Messiah. Why was it a shadow? Is because it was showing us that even though the law of God and then, you know, the Ten Commandments and then all of the law that was added mm-hmm. over the hundreds of years mm-hmm. past that, it still was not sufficient. Mm-hmm. That law, even if we lived up to every bit of it, still did not qualify us, mm-hmm. still did not make us sufficient because none of us could live up to it. You know, just yeah. we, we, it was impossible for mm-hmm. us. Uh, so it was talking about a shadowing of, hey, even through this law, this perfect law of God, it's still just a shadow mm-hmm. because Christ is the substance. And I love that statement yeah. that the law is a shadow, Christ is a substance. Yeah. That's good. And, yeah. um, you know, just looked at in, in that passage, we looked at Jesus, you know, in the Sermon on the Mount, mm-hmm. talking about I've not come to abolish the law, mm-hmm. but I've come to fulfill it. Yeah. So he did the work. Yeah. He fulfilled uh, the law that we could not. Yeah. Did the work we could not do, and became the sacrifice that none of us qualified to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he later goes on. Jesus goes on to teach that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees, mm-hmm. then you'll never enter, enter into the kingdom of heaven. Uh, so this is Jesus talking about, hey, th- the law is just not going to cut it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Paul's kind of disarming that here. It's like they're still trying to hold you and judge you by the standards of the law. Mm. So actually, if the law is added to Jesus, mm. it takes away. Mm. It doesn't add to. Yeah. So that was the first couple verses there. And then we move on into verses 18 and 19. Uh, that's talking about Jesus plus experiences. Mm. And, you know, they're worshiping angels. And mm-hmm. basically this is a outward manifestation experience with Christ mm-hmm. is what they're talking mm-hmm. about here and be, beginning to judge them on. And we, we talk just very briefly. And again, I'll, I'll state here, as I stated yesterday, it wasn't preaching against miracles, signs, and wonders. Mm-hmm. It wasn't preaching mm-hmm. against the supernatural because God is a God of miracles, signs, yeah. and wonders. He... he he is a God of the supernatural, even yeah. though the supernatural to God is just natural. Yeah. It's super to us. <laughs> yeah. It's just natural yeah. to God. I wasn't preaching against that. Mm-hmm. What I was preaching against is this mindset that without the evidences of those, mm. without those types of experience, because people um, have a tendency to say, if you're not experiencing God yeah. the same yeah. way that I'm experiencing him, mm-hmm. and I'll put that in air quotes if necessary, mm-hmm. Uh, then you're not really experiencing Christ. You're not yeah. really having that relationship with Christ. So that puts something else mm. onto Jesus, yeah. you know, that uh, Jesus plus something. Mm. Uh, and then that just retracts. Mm-hmm. That just takes away from him. And then we moved towards the end of Jesus plus works, you mm-hmm. know, verses 20 through 23, about these things that we could possibly do to try to qualify ourselves. Uh, and again, it's like I, I made this statement that if we have to add anything to Jesus, mm-hmm. then we are actually cheapening his death on the cross. Mm-hmm. We are actually taking away 
from his sacrifice, his burial, and his resurrection. Yeah. And that's dangerous ground. Yeah. That's extremely yeah. dangerous, dangerous ground. Yeah, and you, you articulated that so well, especially pointing to the cross on the wall and making it very clear, like, mm-hmm. whenever we add stuff, we take away from this. Mm-hmm. Like, and I think it was a, it was, de- it was a, you know, pin drop moment where you could hear it was just silence and everybody was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I mean, and we're all guilty of that. Oh, I mean, how, how guilty are we of thinking that? Uh, and and again, going back to something that you know, I made the statement mm-hmm. of this control. We we love having control, mm-hmm. uh, but very few of us are really brazen enough mm-hmm. to make that statement that I need to be in control. I mm-hmm. have to have control. Uh, we don't say that but yet with our actions and the way that we do things mm-hmm. and the way that we conduct ourselves that kind of screams yeah. that I have to be in control yeah. and uh, especially this season that we're living in now uh, if it's proving anything it's proving mm-hmm. that we're not in control mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. um, that we're really yeah. not so you know to to have that tendency of needing to add something. We all fight that. Mm-hmm. We all fight that so much, whether it be uh, something from a religion, a religious tradition, mm-hmm. a law, a legalistic mindset. Um, and, and there's, I'm, we're not going to go into it, but there's a difference between legal, legalism and liturgy. Mm-hmm. It, there really yeah. is, and that, yeah. that, that'll be something we address at a later time. Uh-huh. But there's, there's nothing wrong with being liturgical, yeah. of doing mm-hmm. things somewhat repetitively that bring yeah. our mind and our focus back to Jesus yeah. and to back to his principles. But then when legalism comes in, that that means that if you get outside of the bounds of these rules, then you're done. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're, you're just done. Yeah. And that whole, I think the whole Jesus plus nothing thing was really good. I think I, yeah, I mean, I don't know about everybody else's experiences here, but I've definitely either experienced people saying those things to me or having experienced those myself like in a different way especially the um if you haven't had that experience um i've uh i I grew up in like this small very traditional presbyterian church and then when i started getting into youth ministry there was a church that uh there was a guy who was running the community center who was from south africa very charismatic very very out there really great guy but a lot of the sort of very sort of gifts of the spirit stuff Mm -hmm became uh, vital yeah. to your faith. Yeah. Um, and it was, I mean, it was, it was crazy to me anyway, because I'd never experienced any of it. And, it, you know, it was, it was like, okay, wow, this actually might be a thing. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, the whole, the whole aspect of that came in where it was like, no, this is what faith looks like. And, and that, I really wrestled with that for a long time. And, yeah. you know, because it just felt so wrong. And yeah. thankfully I kind of came away from it and, Mm-hmm. You know, I think it became more rounded out, but I think a lot of people definitely experience that. Yeah. If you well, don't. and I think that if you look at Paul, you know, talking about the gifts of the Spirit, that's mm-hmm. that's something that uh, a lot of people just like to brush under the rug yeah. and act like, oh, okay, we don't understand them, so we're just going yeah. to. Br- they're there. Uh-huh. They're written about. Uh-huh. They're real. They're they're the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's we we can't gloss over them because mm-hmm. we don't understand them. Um, a couple thoughts on that. Number one. Paul says, you know, hey, I speak in tongues more than any of you. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, but he's he's talking about how these believers are making the pinnacle out of a spiritual gift instead mm. of the giver himself. Yeah. And he's talking about we need to have a right view mm. of spiritual gifts 
they're not what we seek. Mm-hmm. They're not what we should be focusing on. It's him. Mm-hmm. And then when we get into Paul's writings to the church at Corinth in Corinthians, you know, the chapter 13, 1 Corinthians, the, the love chapter is the one that everyone likes to focus in on. Mm-hmm. What we have to remember is that that is a sandwich mm-hmm. between two chapters where Paul's talking about spiritual gifts. Mm-hmm. Chapter 12, chapter 14 mm-hmm. are both on spiritual gifts. And then right smack dab in the middle, you've got a chapter on love, which gives the indication in his writing, if you put it in context, that the two really don't exist apart from each other. Mm. So you know, if, if you're flowing out of true love, there's going to be evidences of some giftings in your life. It doesn't have to be these the, the supernatural yeah. charismatic gifts that, yeah. that we immediately associate with. But then yeah. at the same time, you can't remove love from those gifts either. Yeah. yeah. And the moment you do, you become the clanging symbol or the sounding yeah. brass yeah. that that Paul talks about. And that's, you know, that's kind of part of what they're talking about there with the Jesus plus experiences. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, and the same with works. I mean, I think we all I don't think there's anybody who hasn't wrestled with equating their faith with what they do. Yeah. At at some point or to some capacity, you know, and it's very hard because it's so unnatural. We're so obsessed with that, like a a reward system. You know, well, I can't, Jesus can't save me unless I earn it. Yeah. You know, that's like the ultimate, like that's ingrained into us. I mean, it's the same with, you know, in Matthew 20 with the, um, the first to be last and the fir- last to be first mm-hmm. parable of the... Here here comes another one of those switches that we yeah. see here. Oh, I hate that passage, but I love it. You know, it's, <laughs> you know, because there's people working in the vineyard all day yeah. and then there's people come in at the last minute and they all get paid the same amount. And that seems so unfair, yeah. but it's actually more about God's gooder than fair. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I like uh, that. I like yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, and definitely with works, I mean, you know, I think that's a really good challenge. Um, I think I was saying to you a few days ago and, and Britt, like when I first got into ministry as well, I think my faith got wrapped up with my ministry. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved here, I was unemployed for 10 months because of immigration and then worked in a coffee shop for a year. And I really had to wrestle with the fact that I'm still a Christian, despite the fact that I'm not a pastor, Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's hard. Like, especially when it's all, you know, um, in your faith, um, like, you know, and I think the same can be said for anybody who, you know, um, like my wife is phenomenal at doing her, at devotional times in the mornings mm-hmm. um and i'm not like that's something i struggle with and i need to continuously practice but again it's one of those things if i don't keep that in check that becomes my salvation yeah you know it's like oh and i can check that box off i'm good for the yeah day. exactly yeah. exactly and like yeah that's so wrapped up in our culture with the, the earning system yeah. you know and that's to me that that passage out of colossians that we covered all three of those can fit into that checking mm-hmm. off the box thing that yeah, works. Exactly. Okay, if I've done my morning devotions and done my prayer time, I can check that box off. Mm-hmm. If you look at Jesus plus experience um, with the gifts of the, oh, I've spoken in tongues mm-hmm. or I've prophesied or, I, you mm-hmm. know, I've done something. Like, oh, that's a box I can check yeah. off, so I'm yeah. good. And then we go to, uh, you know, the, oh, I've kept the Sabbath on yeah. this particular day or, oh, I've not eaten this or I've not yeah. done this. Then yeah. it just becomes checklists. Yeah. And it, cheapens the mm-hmm. sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And it's so difficult though because they're all good things. Yeah. Like oh, yeah. that's that's where the the line gets so difficult of like obviously we're never saying don't do those things. Right. <laughs> like these are good things mm-hmm. to do. Like, you know, do devotionals and like yeah. be involved in ministry if you get the chance to and like all this kind of stuff. But like don't make that anywhere near Jesus. Yeah. Well, that goes back to a couple weeks ago when we covered Psalm 110. Mm -hmm. You know, the, I think it was JT English that we used the quote from the pastor uh, Mm -hmm. in in Texas who said something to the effect of 
the greatest tragedy in our lives is when we accept good things and neglect the greatest thing. Hmm. And and that's a, a similar yeah. concept. That, yeah. You know, we're not saying that these are horrible, terrible, sinful mm-hmm. things, but whenever we elevate those good things and we somewhat sabotage our relationship with the great mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. then that becomes an idol. Mm-hmm. That becomes a problem. Yeah. So is it, is it, would it be better just to say that like we should, rather than doing those things to reach him, to do those things in response of him, if that makes sense? Oh, like, yeah. yeah. You know, like um, just as, a, as an overflow of his goodness to us that it's just, yeah. what, it's just what we do. Right. You know, it's right. just part well, of our... I, 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 to go along with that, I kind of want to challenge you and, and yeah. whoever's listening to this too, if you put your arm, your fingers on your wrist and try to find your pulse, uh-huh. um, you know, I'm not trained to do that, but eventually uh-huh. I'll stumble upon it. Um, when I find that, I find the evidence of a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I believe that sometimes, it's not the heartbeat. I've not mm-hmm. found the heart. I found mm-hmm. the evidence of it. Mm-hmm. And I think so often in our spiritual walk that we experience these things or we feel these things or we find these type things mm-hmm. of works or religion or experience and we go, ah, that's it. Mm-hmm. And all we've done is we've found the pulse of God. Mm-hmm. It's then our responsibility to not only be satisfied with finding the pulse of God, but then tracing that pulse mm. up until we find the heartbeat mm. of God, the source itself. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think that's the that's challenging for us. Oh, yeah. It's easier yeah. for me just to do that on my yeah. wrist and find the pulse than yeah. to actually trace it to find where that mm. pulse is coming from. Um, and I, you know, we we get spiritually lazy, mm. and if we can find a pulse, then we're good. And yeah. we, we kind of settle for that. No, that's good. I need to write that down. <laughs> that's good. Um, I'll just go ahead and trademark that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's how that works, right? Yeah, yeah I think okay. so. Yeah. Just put a TM somewhere. Exactly. And, and exactly. there you're good to go. Um, but yeah, obviously, re- so recapping the entire book of Psalms, um, you can't fit everything in in yes. in 20 minutes. So yes. like with, with the book of Colossians and stuff, what kind of stuff did you need to to chop out yeah um, there were there were a couple things and you know it wasn't so much for time this first mm, one that i'm going to okay. talk to you about but we had gone through at the beginning when i was giving the overview of everything that we had covered mm-hmm. um it, it felt like if i would have thrown any more numbers out there yeah. uh, from the book of psalms that it was people's minds were already scrambled <laughs> to begin with because they were having or trying to absorb so mm-hmm. much information in sort, such a short period of time but there are key messianic chapters mm-hmm. in the book of Psalms, and I'm going to throw those out here that way that they're available for our people that I couldn't necessarily, yeah. uh, I, I would have just continually scrambled. Yeah. Um, you know, messianic meaning like a passage that points to a Messiah. Not, that not only points to a Messiah, but really is all about. Okay. Because yeah. just yeah. about, not, not every Psalm, but almost all Psalms point to Jesus somehow, point yeah. to, yeah. Um, and I think it's an interesting fact, I think it's Psalm 88 is the only one that does not end referring to God or hope in God. Right. And I think that's the only Psalm that does that. Mm. But these are the key Messianic ones, the ones that are intentionally, deliberately, and purposefully pointed straight mm-hmm. to Christ. And that's the theme of it. Mm-hmm. And that's um, chapters 2, chapters 8, 16, 22, 45, 69, 89, 109, 110, and 118. 
And see, and that's a lot yeah. of numbers yeah. just there, so <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to add yeah. that on. Yeah. But um, I would encourage you, if you're listening to this, write those down mm-hmm. and then go back and, and read those uh, in, in your own personal reflective time, in your own mm-hmm. study time, and read them with the lens, through the lens of it's pointing me mm-hmm. to Jesus. It's pointing us to the Messiah. So that was that was one of the areas that I that I cut out, and that mm. would not, not necessarily for time, yeah. just for an absorption yeah, rate, yeah, basically. Yeah. Um, but out of Colossians, um, you know, one of the things we talked about resting mm-hmm. in Christ yesterday, and that's mm-hmm. something that we don't do very well. Mm-hmm. We don't rest in Him from a standpoint of resting in the assurance of His sufficiency. Mm-hmm. That again, we feel like we need to do something to qualify ourselves to be saved, and then when we get saved, we feel like we continually have to do things to qualify ourselves mm-hmm. when we fall woefully short. Mm-hmm. And, and we'll ne- we will. Yeah, I'm probably going to talk about this coming up this Sunday, so okay. I'm not going to go too far okay. into it. Yeah, but no, no spoilers. Yeah, no, no, spoilers. no spoiler alert. But we will never be good enough mm. for God. Mm-hmm. And I know that's such a difficult concept mm. to hear and to think, but brothers, sisters, believers, you will never be good enough for God. Mm-hmm. But the great news is he is beyond good enough for us. Mm-hmm. And he sent his son so that those of us who will never be good enough to be accepted by him can be. Mm-hmm. accepted by him and we and we were talking about this the the resting in the assurance mm. of Christ's work and his sufficiency and his supremacy and one thing that I that I left out was when Jesus was baptized mm-hmm. by John it, it's such there's so many powerful little nuggets in that story that I think get lost sometimes but one of those is that when Jesus was baptized, it says he came up out of the water and that the the heavens parted, mm. the Holy Spirit came down and rested upon him in the form of a dove. Mm. And then God makes this statement. He says, this is my son with whom I'm well pleased. Listen to him. Mm. The significance to me in this statement, in this situation in regards to resting in him is that Jesus found God's pleasure and found his favor before he entered into his earthly ministry. Mm -hmm. So this was before Jesus' earthly ministry officially began. Mm -hmm. Before he did any type of ministerial work, God said, I'm pleased. God accepted him. And it's the same with us. Now, I'm not saying that we just we get saved and we do nothing. Mm-hmm. We, do, we do works that he's created us for mm-hmm. and designed us for and established for us before the foundation of the world. Yeah. But we don't do them from a standpoint of trying to earn salvation. Mm-hmm. We do them from a place of that just naturally flows out of our relationship yeah. with him. And that's what we see. There was a an assurance here. There mm-hmm. was a rest and a peace that Jesus was able to enter into that before any of his works, mm-hmm. official works of ministry started, mm-hmm. God said, I'm pleased by you. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's such a foreign concept to us. Mm. He was pleased with him in his just when he was done with carpentry. Yeah. Nothing yeah. crazy, nothing yeah. fantastically special before. Yeah, no, that's really cool. 
absolutely. Uh, the Psalms have been great. I mean, I we 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 talk about the Psalms a lot because we you know we're here all the mm-hmm. time and this is what we do. Yeah. But um, I think it's been really cool just going over it, and I think the responses have been great. Um, just to to the messages and to the um, so especially some of the harder messages, like the ones that are more difficult to hear. Mm-hmm. People have actually had a really good response yes. to. Nobody seems scared off. Nobody seems... That like, we know of. Anyhow, that we know yeah. of. <laughs> that we know of. But, like, people seem genuinely challenged and people yes. are talking about things. And that's been really refreshing to, like, be um, here at a time when people are, like, you know, walking away, like, puzzled and wrestling, mm-hmm. but knowing that it's biblical. Yes. You know, like, so that's been really cool. And I think, you know, the times have been great with that. You've been saying that we potentially might dive back in because there's a few left, right? There's, Let's there's see, we covered 13, carry the one. There may be around 136, yeah. 137 left yeah. somewhere in yeah. there. Yeah. yeah, so that's another 10 years of this. <laughs> <laughs> another <laughs> 10 summer. summers. I'm, t- hey, listen, I'm working for job security here. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, goal yeah. is to let everybody know, hey, I've got a plan. Please yes, don't run yeah. me out. Yeah, well, please. they talk about 10-year plans, right? Yeah, so, exactly. But no, I mean, this sounds been great. Um and I'm excited to what we're diving into next as well. I think it'll be. Yeah, we're exciting. going into we're starting this Sunday, and you know, and it just dawned on me about about halfway through this recording that um, we we forgot to remove the noisy clock in the background. So I <laughs> well, listeners, we'll it, I we'll don't if know if you can hear that or not, but uh, <laughs> if you cannot hear it, just disregard it. So the first thing that Ben does every time before we start this is he immediately goes takes the clock off the wall and hides it somewhere far away. Yes, yeah, and. Uh, <laughs> And, and if you can hear it, I, I sincerely apologize for my <laughs> error of my ways. But uh, yeah, next Sunday, we are beginning a study on um, the word Redeemer. Mm. And we're going to spend several weeks looking not only at Jesus, who is the Redeemer, mm-hmm. uh, but why he needed to come and why he still needs to be our Redeemer. And then, so we're going to look at the why, mm-hmm. we're going to look at the who, and then we're going to look at how this should be playing out in our mm. lives. What does this mean to us that we are redeemed mm. by Jesus Christ? I'm really looking forward to it because it's, I think it's going to be uh, along the same lines at the beginning of the Psalms, that mm-hmm. it's going to be very challenging, very perspective-driven. And then as we finish it up, it's really going to become mm. super practical and challenging in our mm. lives. Yeah, I'm excited about it too. Um, it'll be It'll be a, a heavy one, but it'll be it'll be good. Yeah. Um, so I'm I'm excited for it a lot. Um, but yeah, no, it's we're we're excited for that, and and you know wrapping up the Psalms. It's been a been a good summer with that. So yeah, yeah I suppose we'll uh, well thank you every, everybody so much for you know tuning in with Chop for Time time again time time again. <laughs> if you're still if you're still here <laughs> still with here. us through all of this, uh, we're all glad that you're here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for joining in, and we'll uh, we'll definitely chat with you again next week. Yeah, see you next week. 